Polly said. You know what it means to be hunted? He snarled. She shook her head. He gestured with the gun as if for emphasis. But when he did so, Polly flinched. This wasn't his usual UN-issue stunner, nor was it hardware commonly found on the streets. Polly recognised the weapon as a favourite in the latest smash-em-up VR interactives. It was a Mog-5, a weapon that fired depleted uranium bullets, seeker rounds and mini high-yield grenades capable of turning a house to pebble-sized rubble if the interactives, the ints, were to be believed. Do you know? He yelled. Polly stared at his bloodshot eyes and ravaged face, then lowered her gaze to the cluster of barrels he was waving under her chin. She carefully reached out and pushed him away, then, unhooking her handbag, stepped past him to the sofa where she sat down. She found her lighter and cigarettes, lit up and blew a plume of smoke. Why don't you tell me? She said, slurring only a little despite the vodka she'd been downing all evening. He gestured with the miniature gatling barrels towards the window, streaked now with neon-lit rain, the colours changing every second as the bar sign across the street went through its sequence. Walking over to the pane, he stood silhouetted against it for a moment. It's all shit, he said. If it's hunting you, you're nothing. You don't mean anything to the future. You're just a taste, a scrap of protein, and there's nothing you can do, nothing. Christ, we're just fucking morsels to it, and it can have us any time it likes. It's going to have me. It knows it. I know it. Just a game to it. Still by the window, he leant his shoulder against the frame, the gun resting in the crook of his right arm. With his left hand, he reached out and smeared the condensation on the glass. It was hot in her flat. And he sighed, suddenly looking very tired. This had to be about Marge. Because of their trade, she and Polly had received the World Health Download for free. Polly had watched it during an evening taken off to allow the prescribed drugs she was taking to clear up her latest recurrence of herpes. Contracted before Marge had finished training her in the hygiene discipline of their trade, the most recent and rugged HIV caused new AIDS, the download had informed her. This particular bug could survive outside the human body for as long as an hour and could be passed on with the same ease as hepatitis A. Public toilets came under stringent health restrictions and in some levels of society it was already fashionable to wear masks outside the home. On the street there was a rumour that the virus was able to survive in the proboscis of a mosquito and that this information had been suppressed. It wasn't a new rumour... Marge was found to be HIV positive during her monthly test, a year after they'd laughed at that download, presented by a supercilious doctor programme, and they'd been certain that they were not stupid enough to end up infected. She died from one of the pneumonias a year after that, PS24 probably, as that was the one rife at the time. It was Marge, Polly remembered, who had observed, the man said it's like the wars, you know. We're getting wise enough to number them. Marge, lying skeletal on a bed in the confinement hospital. One last little chat while she lay with the euthanizer in her lap, a finger poised over the button. Polly's replies muffled by the surgical mask she wore. It ain't easy anymore. It'll kill you. Get out. Get out while you can. Her finger rattled on the button until a little red light came on.
and the killing drugs shot through the pipes to her catheter. Ten minutes later, she was asleep. Ten minutes after that, she was dead. And Polly realised as she left the hospital, in another half hour, Marge would be in the incinerator. Those hospitals had a high turnover, and YouGov efficiency targets to meet. When Marge euthanised, Nandra had been out with task force, cauterizing the latest hemorrhage of fanaticism spreading from oil wells run dry. He must blame her for his sister's death. Polly decided she needed something a little stronger to get her through whatever was coming. From the back of her cigarette packet, she pulled her last H-patch, stripped off the backing and pressed it into the crook of her arm. Look, I'm sorry about Marge, she said. He turned from the window and stared at her in confused bewilderment. Then his expression sharpened when he saw what she was doing.